Welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I am Jennifer, and this is episode 68. Update. Things are good. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Mine was good. You guys know, you know, I just uh, did my own thing. I've been doing this thing um, the last few years where I sort of try a new way of celebrating the holidays each year. You know, I'm... I'm I haven't had many holidays alone. You know, I've definitely uh, had more where I was surrounded by people. So I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'm not usually lonely, but there is a part of me that sort of feels like I can't just pretend that the holiday isn't happening. You know, that I, I, I do need to mark it in some way. You know, not the lesser holidays. I don't care about those. But, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving and I've done like the movie marathon takeout thing. I love doing that for Christmas. I I just, you know, it that I've done that the last 3 years now or is it almost 3? Um of just like takeout, movie marathon and, you know, it's usually Chinese takeout and just like sitting in front of the TV in my pajamas all day. It's the best. If you've never spent a holiday that way, I highly recommend it. And you don't have to be alone. I mean, you know, grab your loved ones. Do, don't bother cooking. Do it this way. It's it's so much fun. But so I'll do that for Christmas. But last year at Thanksgiving, I ordered um, a full meal from one of the local markets and it was good, you know, and I just like talked to my mom while I was eating. So, <laughs> so I wasn't like alone sitting at the table at my Thanksgiving meal. And the food was good. It just wasn't my mom good. You know what I mean? You know, you know what I mean? So this year I decided to cook, you know, like the full meal. I, I did a turkey breast because it's just me and I did, um, dressing and guys, I just learned this this year. If it's inside the turkey, it's stuffing. If it's a side dish cooked in a casserole, it's dressing. So I, I made dressing, um, I was, I bought sweet potatoes and ended up not making them because I, I made a ton more food. I made a mac and cheese, which was an Ina Garten recipe. Um, it was awful. Not Ina's fault. Never Ina's fault. The recipe called for three cups of heavy cream for only eight ounces of pasta. And you guys know I'm I'm trying to lose weight. I I'm not about to use up my calorie count for an entire day because I wanted a scoop of mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. So instead of heavy cream, I used skim milk. <laughs> um there's a reason why Ina said to use heavy cream. I mean, you know, <laughs> she knows what she's talking about. So if I should choose to make it again in the future, um, I'll use the heavy cream. I probably won't, though, because I still, oh, I can't justify it. That's a lot of fat and calories for one side dish. I don't care how delicious it is. But anyway, that was a bust. Uh, my version was terrible. It was runny. It was gross. Um, but what was a hit, which was a total surprise, I made a Brussels sprout side dish and I hate Brussels sprouts, but the recipe looked so good that I thought, I'm going to try it. I'll buy um, 
green beans as a backup. And if it's, if the Brussels sprouts are horrible, I'll just roast some green beans. So I didn't have to. The Brussels sprouts were so good. It is a recipe that calls for Brussels sprouts, bacon, pecans, and craisins. And it was fantastic. It was so good. Like, I don't know why people aren't always eating their Brussels sprouts this way. It, and especially if you're like me, like you think you hate Brussels sprouts. And I don't, I know I hate Brussels sprouts. But that's because the only way I ever had them growing up was just kind of, you know, boiled in water. And they taste awful. They taste exactly how they smell. Mix them with some bacon, some craisins, and some uh, pecans, and they're edible. Beyond edible. They were really, really good. And, of course, cranberry sauce. And even though I cut all of the recipes in half, there it was a ton of food. And I spent the day cooking, and then I cleaned up, and then I just kind of vegged on the couch, and I watched Hamilton again this year and just <laughs> cried my eyes out again. I don't know why. I It doesn't matter how many times I've seen that movie or listened to... Um, listen to the uh the score i cry every single time and speaking of emotional music oh guys for the last two weeks i have just been listening to adele 30 on repeat holy cow this album is so good just when you think that she cannot possibly get any better i mean uh, amazing amazing the whole album is really really good but there are you know a few of my favorites um and I have a feeling those are going to change depending like on my emotional state at the time that I'm listening but currently hold on is a is a beautiful song it 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 makes me emotional when I listen to it there's a line in there where she says let time be patient let pain be gracious and it just gets me Oh, it gets me every time. Easy on Me is a beautiful song. Love is a Game is so good. It kind of has like a Amy Winehouse kind of feel, and I love it. Strangers by Nature has got like a big orchestral sort of old-fashioned throwback vibe. And To Be Loved is truly one of the most beautiful songs I have ever heard. It's so good. When you listen, you'll feel like all of the different things based on your own experience with heartbreak. You know, who hasn't experienced heartbreak? And you will go through all of them, like the the highs, the lows, the the immediate like euphoria of freedom. And then, you know, like the reality hitting you that it's really over. Uh, the whole album is like, journal entries as she is going through her own healing process and um there's a song in there called woman like me and if you remember her song years ago called someone like you this is kind of the reverse of that instead she's saying instead of me finding someone like you good luck finding someone like me i absolutely love this album it has been a long time since an album has come out where I just truly love every single song. And I was thinking about this the other day. I remember reading um, 
when one of her first albums came out, and I'm not sure which one, but it came out at the exact same time as um, Call Me Maybe. And I read somewhere that the two of them were the same age, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, how are these two, Adele and Carly Rae Jepsen, the same age, much less from the same planet? Adele's amazing. She's so good. And side note, I have never to this day, and I am so proud to say this, heard Call Me Maybe in its entirety. I will go to my deathbed not listening to that entire song. TV podcast recommendations. No new podcasts this week, but I did watch a couple of good things on TV. I watched um, Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix. This is directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It is the story of Jonathan Larson and the creation of the musical Rent. It is so good. Throughout the story, Jonathan is feeling like he is running out of time. He's getting older and he knows that other successful Broadway producers made their mark when they were younger than he is. And he wasn't wrong. He was running out of time. Jonathan died of an aortic aneurysm at the age of 35 one day before the uh, opening of the Broadway preview of Rent. The movie stars Andrew Garfield as Jonathan, and he is fantastic in this. He is so good. It's so good, in fact, that I had to Google to see if it was actually him singing. It turns out he took singing and piano lessons for an entire year before production began and he is singing and he is very good. I loved this movie. It's it's really well done. It's got a lot of heart. If you um love Lynn Wen Lynn Manuel Miranda or Jonathan Larson and or the musical Rent, you will also love this movie. It also has um oh God, I'm never gonna remember her name. The girl from high school musical who I don't really know much about Vanessa Vanessa something. Uh, I don't know much about her, but she was actually really good in here. She's a beautiful voice. And I must have wanted to cry this week because in addition to Adele's new album, watching Hamilton, watching Tick, Tick, Boom, I also watched Coco again. I told you guys I love this movie. It's a Pixar cartoon. It is definitely, if it's not my favorite, it's definitely top three. And it makes me cry every single time. It is such a sweet movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's available on Disney+. Plus. It is all about family. And last night, I watched 8-Bit Christmas on HBO Max. This is new. Uh, it's the story of a boy trying to get his first Nintendo gaming system in the late 1980s. It's really good. It's cute. It's sweet. It kind of feels like a cross between A Christmas Story and The Wonder Years. Oh, I loved it. All right, guys, now that you're all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. So this week, I almost got in a car accident. I for work, I have to go to the um, post office every day and it's off base. And I usually just take my own car because I am more comfortable. I could take 
the company car, but I'm more comfortable in my own car. And I was on my way to the post office and I was driving along and all of a sudden out of nowhere, there was a tire, like not directly in the middle of the street, but enough in my lane that I needed to swerve to avoid it. And I did, but the car behind me didn't. Car behind me hit it hard, head on. And I, I was grateful. I said a prayer. I, I was so grateful that I didn't hit it, but I felt terrible that the woman behind me did. I mean, hard enough that like she swerved almost hitting the car uh, beside her. She went into the middle left turning lane, you know, oh, it was awful. And on my way back, I passed her again and she was pulled over and I was able to see at that point the full damage. And it was, it was bad. Like her, her tire was flat, but it was also like bent, you know, like sort of tilted and, I was hit with another wave of gratitude and then immediately felt so guilty. If it had been me, if I had been the one to hit that tire, I would have been so screwed. I don't even know who I could have called and paying for it would not have been easy either. It pretty much would have ruined my holiday. And I took a second to say a prayer for her because, you know, she's now on the side of the road waiting for help. She was on her cell phone, I assume, calling for help. But I asked for God to watch over her while she waited and for God to provide a way to help her to pay for the repair if she needed help with that. And I could not, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And a few days later, I had a conversation with God about it. And I just asked, why her and not me? If you spared me, why didn't you spare her? I felt equally grateful and guilty. And it was so much more than just avoiding an accident. If you really start asking the question, why me or why not me? It can start, it can really start messing with your head. A lot of time when we're asking these questions, it's more with like a, a poor me attitude, you know, like why are they getting something that I've worked so hard for? I'm a good person. Why aren't these good things happening for me. But we rarely look at it the other way. Why aren't they having good things happen for them? They're also a good person. What makes me more deserving? I'm sure many of you have experienced something like this. It doesn't have to be narrowly missing an accident. It can be something like, like uh, you leave a job and you find out that shortly after you left, the company went through massive layoffs and you were flooded with relief when you hear the news because you realize you got out just in time. 
But what about those who didn't? Your friends, your former co-workers who are now out of a job. Why can't you just accept the blessing? Where do the feelings of guilt come from? Feeling guilt when you've done something wrong? That's normal. It's natural. It's a healthy reaction and a sign you're not a psychopath. When someone asks you how you're doing and you're actually doing well, can you just say, I'm doing great? Or do you need to to add the qualifier of for now? Why can't we just say, today I'm really happy? Full stop. For me, I think there is always this you know, other shoe thing happening where I'm always fully aware that no matter how good things may be at the moment, I need to stay hyper vigilant that circumstances could change at any second. You know, like, don't be too happy. Happiness is fleeting. Life is a pendulum that could swing back at any time. Life is full of highs and lows, which can be difficult to fully appreciate the highs when you're in them. You remain aware that happiness is fleeting. Or maybe like me, when something good happens, or you're just feeling happy, it's followed by feelings of guilt. With everything happening in the world today, it can be hard to hold on to feelings of happiness. Happiness guilt can occur when you've gone through both positive and negative experiences and are struggling to balance your joy with your grief. If Even if nothing great has happened to you, life is just continuing as normal day to day, you could still feel guilty that nothing really bad is happening, especially when you look around or you turn on the news and you see all the suffering that is happening in the world. For a moment, you're grateful, but you may also wonder, why me? According to psychiatrist Dr. Heather Goff, Happiness guilt is not dissimilar to survivor's guilt. Dr. Goff says, it's normal to ask yourself why something good happened to you when something bad happened to someone else, or to ask why something bad happened to you when good things happened to a friend. Quote, as humans, we often compare ourselves to each other and try to make sense of what is happening to us and those around us, end quote. The reality is that everyone's situation is unique and there aren't always answer to why me or why not me. Emotions are complex. People rarely feel purely happy or sad or scared. It's natural to have mixed, even conflicting emotions. Dr. June Tanny, professor of psychology at George Mason University, says that Happiness is not a zero-sum game. The idea that your happiness takes away from others is false. How do we stop feeling guilty about good times and start celebrating them? Well, first, remember that happiness has a purpose. Celebrating the good things will sustain you when the bad things happen. I heard a quote recently that said something like, Use your reasons to create a staff to lean on when you start to doubt yourself. We should do this with our happy moments, too. This reminds me 
of a Reddit story that I read. I read it just a few years ago, but I think the story is actually like 10 years old. The story is long, so I'm going to just, I'll just summarize it. The author starts by saying that in the past, whenever he passed a hitchhiker, he always stopped for them. And then he went through a period where his car was constantly breaking down. And each time he got stranded on the side of the road, he would just kind of get disgusted because no one ever stopped for him. And he would think like, wow, I stopped for everyone and now I need help and no one is willing to help me. And so then he stopped picking up hitchhikers. And then one day he was driving a friend's car and he got a flat and he pulls over to change the tire out and he found that he had a spare, but he didn't have a jack. And he was sitting on the road for hours and he even made a sign that he was holding up that said, you know, just asking for a jack. And he watched for hours as car after car, even some like roadside assistance trucks just kept driving right past him. And by this time, he was fully disgusted and ready to give up. And a van pulled over. The driver jumps out. He's a father of four. All four kids and his wife were in the van with him. And he comes over and says he has a jack and he helps uh, the author replace the tire. And the author was so grateful and he thanked him, of course, and he tried to give the man $20, but he wouldn't take it. And instead of taking the money, the man said to him, today you, tomorrow me. Everyone falls on hard times and everyone experiences moments of joy. We've all been through, we've all been the person who narrowly avoids the tire in the middle of the road, and also the person who slams right into it. I think, especially at a time when things in the world can feel so bleak, it can be hard to celebrate our wins. Happiness guilt is strong. Years ago, I had a friend uh, that I worked with, and I really liked her. We were, we were very good friends. Our circumstances are similar at the time. We both had been only married a few years and we were both actively trying to have babies. Eventually she got pregnant and she and her husband were so happy. And like I said, they had been trying for years and it was finally happening for them. She was pregnant for months before she told me. And when she did, she didn't say it, you know, like bursting with the joy that she felt she kind of sheepishly told me. And I remember thinking, oh my God, she's tamping down her happiness because she feels guilty because she's getting everything she prayed for and I'm still waiting for it. And I felt horrible. I felt horrible that she had to do this for me because I knew it was my fault. We had had a conversation once where I admitted that sometimes when I see people pregnant, it made me angry because it made me wonder why them and not me, especially the, you know, anybody that I thought wasn't as deserving as me. Why do they get to have their baby? And I can't. I know it's terrible to think this way, but it was what I felt at the time. But when I saw my friend 
someone who I really cared about, someone I was really happy for, and she was holding back her joy, I felt terrible. I hugged her and I just told her, I am so happy for you. And I really was. And I've been on the other side of that too. When a friend is struggling and they ask how I'm doing, I don't go on and on about how great my life is. I'm sure we've all done this. But it's important to take notice of the times when we are happy. If we don't feel like posting it on social media or even sharing it with a friend, celebrate it on your own. Take the time to not only feel happy, but appreciate it and give thanks for it. And if you want to post about it, go ahead. Happiness is contagious. Two of the 10 most liked tweets of 2020 were people sharing that they were now cancer-free. We want to feel happy for others. We need to feel happy for others. Being happy for my pregnant coworker put my own struggles with getting pregnant into perspective, and it allowed me to put aside my jealousy and just experience the joy with her. Everyone deserves to feel proud or grateful when things are good. And if someone comments in a not-so-supportive way, Remember that it's likely has more to do with them than you. We are constantly being told that when we're sad or experience a loss or just going through a hard time, that we need to take time to feel it, to process it. Why aren't we doing the same thing when we're happy, when times are good? An article published earlier this year in The Atlantic talked about allowing ourselves to feel happy, even when times are bad when it can feel like you don't have a right to feel happy. When everything was shut down last year and I was able to continue to work, I was so grateful. But I couldn't help but think about all the parents and kids whose whole world had been turned upside down. I felt like I had no right to be happy that my life, my my daily routine, just got to go on as if nothing had changed. In just a few weeks less than a few weeks, I'm going to get to see my family again. Not all of them, but most of them. And I am so excited. I am so grateful. But I am also aware that there are many others who are really missing family. I can feel grateful for being able to spend time with my family and still send love to those who aren't able to be with theirs. One feeling does not have to negate the other. And it is also possible to feel sadness about what is happening in the world and still feel satisfied with your own life. In fact, your happiness will make you more effective in making the world a better place. And I know, I know that sounds idealistic and lofty, but maybe a little idealistic and lofty is what we need. Remember this the next time you're experiencing one of life's many highs. Relish it, cherish it, be grateful for it, and do your best to not feel guilty about it. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. Thanks so much for coming back for episode 68. Don't forget, join the Facebook group, my so-called Midlife Podcast, and like the Facebook page by the same name of my so-called Midlife Podcast. 
Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends and then tell them to listen. Second part is the important part. If you have questions or topic suggestions, you can email me at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Love you. Bye. Thank you.